This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 594. Make sure you check out all of our previous episodes, MarkingOut.com. You can also check us out on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and wherever else you may be listening to those podcasts. Please go buy a t-shirt over at Pro Wrestling Tees. Also, check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and also on good old trusted Facebook. But, that being said, it is I, Dave the Rave, and you can check me out on Instagram and on Twitter at DavidPTDPT. Make sure you check out Out at Out all over the place. Besides Instagram, Instagram, marking out 11, Brandon, BTTG161, and then go check out Chris, Chris Sweendog over on Twitter, and CSweetie85 over on Instagram. So, right now, I am here with the one, the only, the man that legends are written about, the man, the myth, the the legend, the Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing awesome as always. That uh, intro, something else, huh? Hey, you gotta, <laughs> you got to wow the crowd. So yeah, how was your uh, your week? Hit me with uh, what happened. What's the haps? It's funny. Last week I forgot to mention a story from when I was going from JFK mm-hmm. when I was flying. I was, and what reminded me is because I'm wearing the shirt again. I was wearing one of Bailey's t-shirts, the Know Your Role model. Mm-hmm. And I was walking through the metal detector and the guy stops me. I'm like, oh God, what's about to happen here? And he goes, so know your role. walking through Memphis. No. And he goes, know your role. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> it's a wrestling fan. <laughs> <laughs> what a so. mark. He goes, oh, you know, the Attitude Era. I was like, yeah, yeah, The Rock, but this is Bailey's t-shirt. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so my week was good. I grilled some burgers, and uh, I made garlic bread, but my biggest undertaking, I decided I wanted to make, like, a short rib ragu lasagna. Mm-hmm. So I made that, and I, I did a, a provolone and parmesan mornay, Layered it all up. It took about four hours to make, and uh, it was pretty good. That's uh, that sounds pretty uh, pretty delicious. Yeah, I've been on like I don't know some weird Italy kick as of late. Like everywhere I look, there's something with Italy. Mm-hmm. So I just I'd really like to go there someday, and it'd be nice to be able to like go there and cook, but not like. I don't want like cooking classes or anything. I want to be like welcomed into somebody's Why not just, house. <laughs> it's called it's called getting hired. No, no, as that's a cook, not. I as specifically a just said I don't want to. You do didn't that. want to do a cooking class. Yeah, but that's I don't want to be a personal chef. I'm not a chef. But that is great. 
That is fantastic. <laughs> Anything else? How was your week? My week was good. My week was great. Uh, went to good old NYC, met up with a bunch of friends, uh, went to Central Park, which is beautiful. And I am always blown away by New York City. I love New York City. It is incredible, and I hope that they tear down Penn Station and rebuild it what? to become... They literally, what are you talking about? I, I hope that they rebuild it to become a masterpiece like Grand Central Terminal. But Penn Station is literally in the midst of a remodel. Yeah, and I cannot wait to see the finished They're product. I hope it down. I hope that it just gets... Uh, a good appearance like Grand Central Terminal. And Something... why did you go to Grand Central? I had to drop off a few friends. and did I you just play tennis there? No, I have heard about the courts, but Grand Central Terminal I just always love. I think it's incredible. I don't think I've ever been there. You? Yeah, I don't think so. It's really impressive. You know, it's very impressive. The, it's where a lot um, of the fancy people go. Yeah, the stars that they have painted above are actually reversed uh from the legit way that they are um and there's a little bit of a neil degrasse Tyson. yeah and there's actually a hole on the ceiling that if you look up you'll notice a hole in the ceiling and some may think that that is an error but that was actually there back in the 50s or 60s because they were showing off a space uh, a missile of some contraption that was a little bit too large to fit into the uh the viewing area of Grand Central Terminal. So what they had to do was drill a hole on the roof, on the uh, the roofing of it. So this way they could fit the entire thing right in there to show off. What is this a Netflix audition? What's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> so next time you go to Grand Central Terminal, make sure you look on up, and you may see a little a little hole, and you'll know exactly why that's there. <laughs> you can, and... you can look down and see that too. <laughs> No, no, this is this is uh, uh, architecture at its finest when you go to Grand Central Terminal. You could just take it all in. But let's yeah. talk about some pro wrestling. Yeah, before we move on to Monday Night Raw, I wanted to bring up the unfortunate passing of Tim White, who passed away. Uh, he was a longtime WWE referee getting started in 1985. But he was also Andre the Giant's agent. So in recent years, we heard a lot about that with the Andre the Giant documentaries and stuff. I didn't know he was the agent. I yeah. thought he was just travel was buddy. Like, well, same thing, pretty much. I don't think he was his agent, though. I think just travel buddy. Yeah. Hmm. And, and after Andre passed away, he became a full-time referee. And his career at first ended, well, first of all, actually, he was part of the, the 1998 uh, King of the Ring Hell in a Cell match with Undertaker and, and uh, Mankind. But in 2002, he suffered an injury when Chris Jericho faced Triple H inside the cell and then returned two years later at WrestleMania 20 to work Chris Jericho versus Christian. And he re-injured his shoulder and on the final count, and I believe that was his actual last match. Hmm. And then from there, they did like a segment on pay-per-view where he attempted, he was depressed and he attempted suicide. Mm-hmm. And that became an actual <laughs> WWE.com series somehow. Mm-hmm. 
which was bizarre, and it ended with him shooting Josh Matthews. Yeah, a very at the, weird at the story bar line. he owned the the friendly tap. Yeah, it was a dot com thing. Every it was lunchtime. I think it was called like lunchtime suicide or something like that. Very weird. Where every week he tried to kill himself. It was so bizarre that they did that. I, I still can't believe that that stuff. But he owned a bar in Rhode Island called the Friendly Tap, which WWE used to come to and tear apart. The APA they probably destroyed that place. I mean, definitely more than twice, I could say that. But uh, I was always hoping to maybe meet Tim White someday at an autograph signing because he was, again, an agent working at those signings, a lot of those in recent years, too. Mm -hmm. But uh, he was never at any signings when I was a kid, when I went. And uh, he was definitely one of my favorite referees. So, yeah, our condolences go out to his family and his friends. And uh, WWE, they they paid tribute to him with bumpers throughout all the shows this week. Yeah, very, very uh, sad. But let's move on to some pro wrestling talk. Speaking about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Which opened with Bianca Belair, who announced that Rhea Ripley is not medically cleared for their match. A clip had been going around of Rhea Ripley in the match. I think it was from last week. She kneed herself by mistake in the face. So Rhea Ripley, she posted, I think on Instagram that she's having something, she's having brain problems and problems with her teeth. Mm -hmm. So that's unfortunate, but Bianca Belair announced Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Carmella, Asuka, and Becky Lynch would have a fatal five-way match Mm -hmm. to determine the number, number one contender. Which to me made absolutely no sense. I I gotta say, just to before anything with the Rhea Ripley thing, I I've done that before. That hurts. I, Where have you been in in a, an opportunity with wrestling? Uh, unfortunately, I'm not very proud of it, but I did it in the in a BCW, in BCW. So I used to do the Rolling Thunder. So I went for the Rolling Thunder. Uh, of course, we had a mattress. So I went for the Rolling Thunder on my opponent, whether it's Chris or Dan. I forgot who it may have been. But I, Sal? It could have been Salute. So I went for the Rolling <laughs> was it, Thunder. Was it Cardona, though? No. But I went for the Rolling Thunder, and my foot on the turnaround, instead of finishing the tumble, I kicked the mattress, and I ended up rebounding off of that and just kneeing myself right in the face. Um, Were there any like repercussions from that? Uh, no, no, no. Thank goodness, you know. But yeah, like with Rhea Ripley, I the I hope that she doesn't have a concussion. You know, it's you can't rule that out. But I'm glad that they are taking the uh, precautions with her competing and everything. Yeah, but Becky Lynch cut it off. Oscar, Liv Morgan, Carmella, Alexa Bliss. I thought this whole segment was a mess. It led to the actual match where Carmella picked up the victory. I I don't understand. Dana Brooke has a win over Becky Lynch. How I I understand she's a 24-7 champion, but how is she not in this? None of the booking really makes sense. Especially since Becky Lynch and Asuka had a match that was scheduled already for, for 
a spot in the Money in the Bank. And everybody in the match, except Carmella, gee, wouldn't you think the person not attached to the Money in the Bank match was winning that match, was already booked up. Mm -hmm. Like, how any of that makes sense is beyond me. Dana Brooke had a match on on main event this week against Dewdrop for the 24-7 championship and, and lost the title. And then a whole chain of events happened, and I think Dana Brooke is now champion again. But that's where Dana Brooke was. She should have been in that match. She has the victory over Becky Lynch. Yeah, it fits into everything with her and Asuka, too. You know, yeah. with the distraction. It Dana Brooke should definitely be in that match. You know? But Carmella attacked Bianca Belair later on. At, right after this match, uh, Becky Lynch argued with Adam Pierce. And he brought up that match that was already supposed to be a match with Asuka and and scheduled that for the main event. After that, uh, Mr. McMahon showed up, puts John Cena over his return for next week, which we already knew. And uh, that's it. And then he tripped out of the ring, caught himself, and jumped off the steps. Yeah, that I did not like. I did not. (laughs) This This was weird. You know, I don't know if he... I didn't see the video, so I don't know if he lost his balance. No, he 100% knew he was about to jump off those steps. Just... It's because he tripped on that rope. If he didn't trip off the rope, I don't think he would have jumped. Exactly, exactly. He It was a balance, you know? No, no, no. no, no, no. I'm saying it was, like, uh, to prove a point to himself, I think. Because he tripped out of the ring and caught himself, I think, because... Like, if he didn't trip out of the ring, I think he just would have walked down the steps instead of trying to be like, I could still do this, and jumped off the steps instead. That Him jumping off the steps had nothing, like, directly Is there a to video with... of it? Yeah, of course. All right. I don't know. I think it's stupid. I think that somebody of his age shouldn't be doing that stupid stuff. Shouldn't be jumping? No. Not jumping, off, not? Of, not jumping off of stairs in that manner. Especially, I don't know. But... Continue. Seventy six. There's there's healthier people out there. Mm. He's in fantastic shape. What do you mean they they showed the video of him working out during WrestleMania season? I don't know. I'm not. He's a... in, come on. He's in incredible shape. He is. But next up, you had almost pick up the victory over Riddle to qualify for the Money in the Bank briefcase match. Um, you know, Riddle. I don't think almost should be in that match. Riddle just had a match against. Roman Reigns uh, on SmackDown, but yeah, forget that. Um, yeah, well, he can no longer challenge Roman Reigns for that title. So, so, if he did win the Money in the Bank briefcase, then he would be out of luck on that. As long as Reigns is champion, well, yeah. I mean, but I don't think almost should be in the Money in the Bank match. But we'll see. That's like a major like stepping stone or sort sort of thing to. Is like a uh, major work to be put in in that match. Yeah, I personally would have liked to have seen Shelton Benjamin in that match, but another year, another no Shelton. I don't think you're going to see that happen again. No. After that, Seth Rollins came out and attacked Matt Riddle and made fun of Riddle for losing and basically said that he's going to be and he is the only one who can dethrone. Roman Reigns. 
And Riddle tried to take Seth out, ends up getting hit with the stomp. Ends of, end of that. Yeah. Backstage, uh, no, in the ring, Austin Theory came out, spoke about John Cena, which is something everyone's like, this is like a new thing for people, but we've been saying that for years. Didn't And Theory cut a promo on him many yeah, years we went ago. to that Evolve show, yeah. Yeah. It's been like a forever thing that he's been cutting promos yeah, on Yeah, calling Cena. him out. But after he spoke about John Cena, he did some more poses, and Lashley showed up at the end, which I thought was funny. I thought the reveal was funny because he was taking selfies, and then he looked at the selfie and, and saw Lashley was in it. And Lashley sprayed him with oil, speared him, really nice spear, and then challenged him for the U.S. Championship. And Austin Theory said that if Bobby Lashley wants to earn a title shot, he could defeat three opponents in a gauntlet match. Which I feel like we could just talk about right now. Bobby Lashley won. Yeah. Bobby he picked Lashley. up the victory over Chad Gable, Otis, and then Austin Theory himself to earn that shot. And uh, after after that Gable match, Otis attacked Bobby Lashley, controlled a big chunk of it. And then when Bobby Lashley was about to win his match, Chad Gable broke it up, caused a DQ. Alpha Academy on, on Lashley attacking him. And then Austin Theory came out to fight him. And I, I myself couldn't think of anybody who would have been like a third person. Yeah, I feel like that was totally obvious that it was going to be him, no? I wouldn't say obvious, but I really had no other person in the in my mind. I don't know. For me, it was an obvious choice that it was going to be him coming out as that third. I think that the matches with Alpha Academy was really entertaining. I think that both of them... I mean, I like that last match. The, the There was a, a pin reversal that Lashley used to reverse the 8-town down, which looked like it was like an amateur wrestling move or something to get him into that final pin, the cradle pin or whatever it was. I thought that was really nice. Yeah. I, I totally but, agree. And Otis, I, I love this side of Otis too. Just this mean streak. Like, he really, when he was out there, hitting him with the splash on the outside of the ring and everything, and Otis... Let's face it, Otis could have won the match. Otis could have won the match. There was that moment where uh, Lashley was beaten outside of the ring. Otis was inside of the ring. And if Otis did not get out of the ring, Lashley would have gotten counted out. Otis made a decision. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Otis could have easily remained in the ring, got the countdown victory. But instead, he went outside of the ring hit him with a splash and started to do all that stuff. But that mean streak really reminded me a lot of Mark Henry during the Hall of Pain. So I want to see this. Yeah, if they they run with that, that'd be nice. Yeah, it would be interesting. But but moving back up, Angelo Dawkins picked a victory up over Jey Uso. I kind of expected Jey to win this. Um, Yeah, actually, no, I don't know. I have no clue how I expected. The finish was beautiful, though. <laughs> Dawkins catching the catching the Uso splash with a sky high. I thought that was great. Yeah, no, it was definitely entertaining. It was definitely entertaining. Something ent- of entertaining. Oh yeah, <laughs> this was incredible. You had no clue what was going to happen. Uh, last week, they uh, Ezekiel told us that we were going to be having Elias, uh, an Elias concert that he has changed as well. So but there wasn't really any change. No, there was really no change. Uh, that we, backstage segment I thought was fantastic. A lot. I mean, everyone compares it to Dude Love, Cactus Jack, Mankind. 
Yeah, it was Ezekiel with Elias sitting on his sofa backstage just talking. Um, and then it led into the Elias concert, and I was uh, legit jealous that Nebraska got to be there for that. I thought that was a really cool moment, but Kevin Owens I, I'm just going to say, I don't like that there was no entrance for him. What do you mean? Did they not do the ladies and gentlemen Elias? I don't think so. I don't. I think that he just... Uh, oh, wait, no, they always... For some reason, I was expecting him to have like a full blown like music entrance. No, like a theme song and everything like that. But yeah, they just did the spotlight. He does. They did play his theme song. I know. I heard that on at the at the end at the end of it all. But yeah, it got cut off by Kevin Owens and Ezekiel. Then shows up backstage, cuts Kevin Owens off. Elias performs a little bit. Kevin Owens throws his guitar and runs into a knee. And then Elias smashes guitar over Kevin Owens. Cut to backstage. Kevin Owens popping through the curtain and gets interviewed. And he was pissed off. Challenges Elias, Ezekiel, or Elron. Or Elrod. Elrod. And uh, then Ezekiel showed up and accepted the challenge. So I thought that was brilliantly done. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. I, that and, was probably one of the best segments of uh, wrestling in in recent history. Yeah, and we don't even know who Elrod is. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, I personally don't think that's going to be a thing. Commentators were saying that Elrod is pretty much like the the meaner of the three, too. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's an accurate statement. <laughs> that would really be interesting, though. But it was such, that's literally was a fantastic segment. Yeah. Later on, we saw Miz TV with AJ Styles as the guest. And AJ Styles ended up attacking Miz. But Champa took AJ Styles out. And led into AJ Styles picking up the victory over Champa. I... I was not happy with this. <laughs> like I said it the other week, this version of Champa is so far away from what we've seen from NXT. Like it was still nice to see a match like this, but it was nothing like NXT. Mm-hmm. And I really wish it was longer. I really wish they got to go out there and be Champa and and do AJ Styles and not have it be like not equals kind of. Mm-hmm. Because rewind back to NXT, they were equals. Even though AJ Styles was AJ Styles coming into due to like a one shot or whatever there. Mm-hmm. But Miz tried to attack AJ Styles afterwards, and AJ hits him with the Pele kick and uh, a nice like pop up uh, Styles clash thing there. Yeah. But next up, you had Veer. Being interviewed, fear, fear. Um, Nobody knows how to stop him because he can't be stopped. Yeah. So I don't know who's next for for Veer. It seems like he's done with the Mysterios. They were on to Judgment Day on uh, main event this week. People were very pissed off at that. I don't see why. Yeah, I don't know why... Um, How dare they put Rey Mysterio and Finn Balor on main event? Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Main event, though, saw Asuka pick up the victory over Becky Lynch to qualify for the Money in the Bank match. 
Becky Lynch uh, attacked Asuka during her entrance. But once the match started, I think they they work so well together. And this was definitely the best match on Monday Night Raw. Um, hmm. Um, I... There's no way you can say that there was a match better than this on Monday Night Raw. I'm going to say yes. No. Zero percent chance. For me, I enjoy Lashley versus Gable, Otis, and Theory more. Nah, this was definitely the best match, though. (laughs) Hey, you got your opinion, I got mine. But I I liked uh, at one point when Asuka went to powerbomb Becky Lynch off the apron, and Becky countered it with a leg drop. I thought that was nice. And then I liked both of them getting back in before the, the nine count. But Becky Lynch ends Monday Night Raw pissed off that she didn't win a match against Bianca Belair, and she didn't get into the Money in the Bank match. Yeah, she's going to lose it. But yeah, talking about somebody losing, let's move on to some NXT. Kicking off with Grayson Waller getting a victory over Solo Sokoa. I mean, talking about losing it, I'm not a fan of that. I want Solo to the to the moon. Yeah, I thought Solo was going to win, but uh, Waller cut a promo beforehand. Solo took him out. I think both of them are like main res- uh, main roster ready, mm-hmm. but I mean, going back to Champa, I feel like they'd be terribly booked. Yeah, or booked terribly, would, not terribly booked. I would see Waller but again, Sakoa, since he's with. I mean, he could easily go to the bloodline. He himself says that he doesn't want to have that name just yet because he wants to prove himself, like to everybody. Mm-hmm. But I thought they put on a good match. I just didn't like the ending of the match. Yeah. I... Where, where during it, Waller ripped the, the turnbuckle pad off. And then Solo ran shoulder first. Enough for him to have like been hurting so Waller could hit his finisher. Yeah. I don't I don't think that was accurate. I don't think that would have happened with especially since we had like that background on Sokoa where he's like a street fight brawler or whatever. Yeah. But after that, we saw a video package for Jordan Devlin, who is now J.D. McDonough. Why does that sound like a New York Ranger? (laughs) (laughs) Because of McDonough. What is his first name? Ryan? Ryan? Ryan. But he's on on Tampa Bay now. He beat us. That's funny. But uh, Jordan Devlin lost a loser leaves NXT UK match back in May to Ilya Dragunov. Dragunov retained the championship there. He's like rarely on NXT UK now anyway. But uh, it was a hell of a match if you haven't seen it. It was the May 12th episode. So Jordan Devlin's coming to NXT. I'm I'm pumped for that. I think the Irish Ace is a fantastic wrestler. The Irish Ace. After that, Katana Chance and Caden Carter picked up the victory over Yulisa Leone and Valentina Faraz. Uh, I thought it was a good match. There's a lot of good tag moves in this. Yeah, I the finisher I love. I think the finisher is very innovative. Even before, I mean, before the finisher, I liked. Um, it was like a sunset flip off the top rope that Leone did. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really nice. Faraz had a really cool rolling spear. I think to Katana Chance, if I'm not mistaken, I I really like that spear. Nah, that but, was a um, nice spear. Yeah, but there, I mean, 
Later on, Toxic Attraction came out. Mandy Rose spoke about Cora Jade and Roxanne Perez and Indy Hartwell and how they had a fluke victory last week. And then they had like a nice, I don't know if you'd call it a round robin promo where they all spoke. Yeah, we could call it round robin. I thought I thought each of them did well in that. Roxanne Perez and Cora Jade came out. And Perez kind of alluded to her and Cora Jade getting the tag team championships. But then Katana Chance and Caden Carter interrupted him. They were like, we're first in line. And they end up brawling. And a number one contenders match was set up for next week, which to me makes zero sense. Because Perez has a guaranteed shot for winning that that tournament, the breakout tournament. So I don't know if this is her cashing in her her guaranteed shot or what. Uh, but it makes no sense to me. Yeah. It was I'm a big fan of, of Chance and Carter, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense. No. Um, but we had a promo from Wes Lee, and he brought up how he went from being a two-time tag team champion with his best friend to having it all ripped away from them. He had real tears in his eyes and rolling down his face. Hey, working um, it. And he's basically, he said he's just been trying to prove himself as of late. And then Trick Williams cut him off. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, basically said that Wesley left Nash Carter in the dust. Which is, to me, like he didn't use Carter's name or whatever. But I think it's weird to write him into a segment since he's... Like, he was fired? Yeah. I, I don't understand why... Uh, yeah. I agree. But I, I... I mean, unless they're bringing Nash Carter back or something, I have no idea, but... I mean, I assume we're going to see them have a match, these two. Yeah. It's, I think that it's bound to... Bound to happen that way, you know? But... Um, after that, Diamond Mine picked up the victory over Joaquin Wilde and Cruz Del Toro... Again, this was a match I kind of fully expected Roddy and Damon Kemp to lose. Yeah, I didn't think Diamond Mine was going to pick up the victory over Wild and Del Toro, but but it's not like they have like a clean victory. I think it was Stax who tripped Del Toro with a crowbar. Yeah, and Roddy took advantage of that. That's very true. You know, they're trying to. I don't know. They're trying to not be on the same page. Be on the same page. You know. Yeah, and that plays in the main event, which we'll speak about later. But yeah. after that, we got another uh, or an interview from from Giovanni Vinci, and he was interrupted by Ikemenjiro, who challenged him to a match. Obviously, Ikemenjiro is not going to win. No, but I still hope for more for Vinci here. Mm-hmm. They also had earlier in the night, I think it was the, another video for Apollo Cruz, and I really don't get this character. At all, yeah, I, I don't. People know People are like, "Oh my god, this is so great!" It, it like instantly puts focus onto Apollo Cruz. But I'm like, as what? I don't even know puts if they focus know. Focus is like a, a Marvel Netflix show or something. It makes no sense. Yeah, Brandon, they they might they may not even know. They may not. Yeah, know. Speaking of not even knowing, <laughs> nice. <laughs> they, no, because it's just like there's stuff. NXT UK, seriously, I said it last week. It seems like nobody watches NXT. <laughs> yeah. But um, 
I don't even know. Where are we? <laughs> right. We had right now, uh, Cameron we're going Grimes, to Cameron pick up Grimes picking up. Yeah, Cameron Grimes picked up the victory over Idris Anofi. Um, I mean, it was kind of obvious that Cameron Grimes was going to pick up the victory in this one. But Anofi killed this. Oh, yeah. I think he that killed Anofi it did this. a great And I job. like how it came about from last week where, like, where Grimes was like, you're not taking this serious enough. And I think they, they both went in there. He 100% delivered. And then Grimes shook his hand afterwards. Yeah. And then Brom Breaker was like, you know, this is the, if, if I'm getting this version of Cameron Grimes at Great American Bash, I'm looking forward to it. And Grimes is like, I don't think if you're getting this version of Cameron Grimes at Great American Bash, I don't think you're going to be wanting to look forward, look forward to that. Yeah. That sounds grammatically incorrect. Hey, I I think that is going to (laughs) be really awesome. Next up, you had Thea Hale. Uh, She entered the, uh, the frat house. The dorm. I don't think it's a frat house. She moved into her dorm and, and dorm is her roommate. And it's like yeah. so goofy, but I think like I would, I would watch this movie. I mean, it seems like a, like, I don't know, like an eighties movie where apparently 80s, uh, now I at least nineties, I, I would go eighties. I mean, maybe Revenge even two thousands revenge of the nerds. That's I, would, I, I, would, I don't see it. Being I would go eighties. It's more like a Van Wilder esque sort of thing. I don't know. I, I've, I would still say this is something from the eighties and nineties, and yeah, it's. But I mean, now apparently the dorm is co-ed, so yeah. and they were not aware of that. So until <laughs> she until she showed up, um, but it, it's Arch, fun. Arch Manning, did he make a mistake by going to the University of Texas and not chase you? Oh, uh, you know, I think that could be a an error. Could be should an error. Declan McMahon have gone to? <laughs> it could. Be. Should he have gone to chase you too? It would be funny if somebody actually did say that during a, an announcement at some point. I'm going to chase you. Yeah, that's but... really funny. <laughs> also, by the way, Kiana James interrupted uh, an interview with Indy Hartwell and and um, basically said that she jumps from friend to friend, and then that's going to be set up for a match for next week. Nah. Well, next up, you had Van Wagner pick up the victory over Brooks Jensen. Van Van Wagner. Van Uh, Van Wilder. Vaughn. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Van Hammer. He's doing a good job. Yeah. Von Wagner picks up that victory. Everyone was banned from ringside here. And... And Von Wagner went after that previously injured arm. And I thought it was a decent match for both of them. Mm-hmm. But not Brooks Jensen's best match this week. I'll talk about that in a bit. After that, we saw Alba Fire pick up the victory over Lash Legend via disqualification because Lash used Fire's bat. I thought this was a wasted segment. Uh, I agree. I think that um, I was not a. It fan was of that kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I, get I don't know. Like we'll see what they, happens. They can't have fire losing. They don't want to have Lash Legend losing. But I just, I didn't like that. Yeah, I agree. Main event saw Carmelo Hayes pick up the victory over Tony D'Angelo to retain the North American Championship. Uh, I thought this was a good match, but at one point D'Angelo made Santos Escobar toss him some brass knuckles while 
I think Stacks and Two Dimes were distracting the referee, and uh, he passed the <laughs> the brass knuckles too far, and it was kind of like uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think like a cartoon moment or whatever where it's like a big whoops. Yeah, but yeah. like obviously he meant to do it, but Hayes ended up getting them and knocked them out. I just thought it was a really funny ending and segment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, NXT. Moving over to NXT UK, it opened with Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith, where uh, they announced that Ashton Smith is injured. When they won the titles, he he injured himself. He tore his uh, he, or he ruptured his MCL. And they had to vacate the titles. And they were supposed to face Briggs and Jensen. But because they had to vacate them, Sid Scala came out. And he gets cut off by DeFamilia. Who's like, we never even got pinned in that number one contenders match. We should just be champions. Briggs and Jensen came out. Mark Andrews, Wild Boar, and then Mastiff and Jack Sars came out. And Sid Scala sets up a fatal four-way elimination match for the main event. Uh, after that, Isla Dawn pick up a victory over Myla Grace. It was a maybe like a five-minute match or so where Grace got some good moves in, but no way did I think she was about to win against Isla Dawn here. Uh, after that, Noam Dar went to Sid Scala and basically said that since there's no opponents for him, he wants to have one more match and then retire because he's too good. And I thought that was a really funny segment, too. He's the current um, Heritage Cup holder, so I don't know who they're going to bring in to face Noam Dar, but I'm looking forward to that. Afterwards, Saray picked up the victory over Nina Samuels, and Saray, she had a very quick start in this match to where I thought she was going to win in maybe a minute, but it was another maybe like five or six minute match, and the I think the bigger part of this was afterwards when Zaya Brookside and Eliza Alexander made fun of her and kind of like bullied her afterwards and Mako showed up and chased them both off so I don't know if that's going to lead to a tag team match or a singles match between one of them parties or whatever two of the parties I don't know but the main event when I said that Brooks Jensen's best match of the week did not happen on NXT him and Briggs are now the NXT UK Tag Team Champions. They picked up the victory over D Familia, Dave Mastiff and Jack Stars, and Mark Andrews and Wild Boar. And it's really crazy because what? By the way, Dave, what is a an MCL? Medial collateral ligament. Where is that? The knee. All right. So I didn't even know that Smith was injured until this episode. And this was filmed back in April. Mm -hmm. So I think that's pretty crazy. And I have to assume this match was taped back in April too. But completely unexpected to see Briggs and and Jensen walk out as champions there. I would not not expect them to pick up the victory on the NXT UK either. No. Now the champions even. But yeah. I thought this was a really good match. Briggs chokeslammed Tio Man off the apron onto everybody, and then Mandrews followed it up with a shooting star press onto everybody. And I think him and Wild Boar worked very well together as a team. And uh, I liked the tag team moves that they were hitting, including a dropkick German suplex combination that, that they did. 
But it came down to DeFamilia and Briggs and Jensen. And I thought for sure, like I was, if you paused it right there and asked me who's winning this, put like a thousand dollars on it. I'm like, DeFamilia is winning. But I would agree with you. But Briggs and Jensen are now the NXT UK tag team champions. And I know WWE doesn't really count NXT UK and NXT towards like a WWE record. Which but sucks. I think in my books, this is Jensen following in his father's footsteps and being a WWE uh, tag team champion. So I think that's cool. Which but, one is Brooks uh, Jensen again? Bull Buchanan. Oh, okay. When was, oh, right, the censor? Yeah. Nice. I think they could have easily also been tag team champions when he was with John Cena. Yeah. Now, Bob Buchanan, I think, I think he was, uh, he, I thought that he had a good future back then, you know? I yeah, wasn't I was never... a fan of Bob Buchanan. Yeah, there were, like, if you think about Bob Buchanan, there, I don't think that there was a time where I was, like, not entertained by Bob Buchanan, you know? Even in Truth Commission, he was cool. That, I, I wasn't, uh, I, I didn't know him from that. Yeah, Truth Commission, and then, and then he went right into, right to censor, I believe, right? Um, oh no! Then maybe Big Boss Man? was it Boss Man first? Right? I think Boss Man might have been first. I think he was. Yeah, he may have been with Boss, Boss Man, Man and first. then. Yeah. But yeah, I would say Good definitely deal. check out that that match and, I, like, I don't even know are they going to bring up Briggs and Jensen being tag team champions now on NXT next week or what? I have no Could idea. I, if if he does, I hope he has the championship in hand. I don't even know if that's going to be a thing. That that should 100% be a thing, though. I know Fallon yeah. Henley has a match next week against um, somebody. I forget who. But that's on UK. But uh, that is NXT UK. Moving over to SmackDown. It opens up with Drew McIntyre speaking about winning the Money in the Bank. And then Sheamus came out with Butch and Ridge Holland and said that he'll win. And then Adam Pierce came out following Paul Heyman, and a lot of this was like pointless to me. But the main point of it was that Adam Pierce announced that he was too hasty to put Drew McIntyre and Sheamus in the Money in the Bank, and management took them both out, and then said that they could qualify for the Money in the Bank if they were to put a, put put aside their differences, team together. And defeat the Uso. So that was made the main event. That I was excited for. That all the whole opening segment, though, I thought was was not good. Sami Zayn afterwards pick up the victory over Nakamura to qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match. Uh, I was a hundred percent expecting Nakamura to win this, but Sami Zayn used all of his antics to try to win. He rolled out of the ring multiple times, tried to get the countout victory. He used his feet on the ropes, but one of the times he rolls out of the ring, Nakamura hits him out with a hits him with a Kinshasa. Sammy's out, and Nakamura, being the fighting champion or fighting fighter he is, he's not a champion. Wanted Sami Zayn put him back in the ring, and when he himself got back in the ring, he got hit with the Haluva kick and lost the match. And I believe Sami Zayn said that if he wins, he was going to lay down for Roman Reigns. And then later on, he said he would 
he wouldn't cash in on Roman Reigns. He would cash in on Brock Lesnar, which Paul Heyman kind of took to offense to. I thought that was funny. After that, New Day versus Jinder Mahal and Shanky didn't happen because New Day came out. They spoke about how nobody wants to see this. They don't want to keep having rematch after rematch after rematch. And they just want to see Shanky dance. So they had Shanky dance. <laughs> and then Jinder Mahal yelled at Shanky and Shanky pushed him and and he left. And then the Viking Raiders horn goes off. And they came out and took out Shanky and New Day. They got some face paint on now, different face paint, and I guess they're they're gonna be heels, so maybe this will finally be the run we're looking for out of the Viking Raiders. After that, Sonya Deville basically yelled at Adam Pierce because she's been on SmackDown and she's getting nothing. She wants to be in Money in the Bank. Adam Pierce said that she's in a match against Raquel Rodriguez and Lacey Evans. And then she loses that match, which I, the match made no sense to me. And even more makes no sense. Sonya came out with Shayna Baszler and Zia Lee. Those two are the, the people that Lacey and Raquel beat. They got involved behind the referee's back, but ultimately it didn't even matter. They jumped them afterwards. Raquel and Lacey took them out. Like I said, none of this made sense. I didn't get it at all. After that, Natalia came out dressed like Ronda Rousey. She was with, uh, she had a baby stroller with her. I thought this segment was hilarious. She made fun of Ronda Rousey, and then Ronda Rousey came out and made fun of Natalia's surgical enhancements, which I don't see that being something a babyface does. But she rips off Natalia's jacket. Natty hits her with the stroller and comes out on top in that segment. And I, I really, really, really hope Natalia becomes the next SmackDown Women's Champion. I don't think that's going to happen, but. Overall, I uh, I enjoyed the, the parody of Ronda Rousey there. After that, Gunter picked up the victory over Ricochet to retain the Intercontinental Championship. I personally don't think this match needed to happen, but Gunter, I think, looked great in it. I think him and Ricochet have great chemistry. So, I mean, it wasn't the longest of matches. If they wanted to do uh, a longer match. I don't know if I'd be opposed to it, but I don't think it's necessary at all. After that, Shotzi Blackheart picked up the victory over Tamina to qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match. This was supposed to be Shotzi versus Aaliyah. Other than Pat McAfee telling us that Aaliyah got hurt, I don't know like when she got hurt or how hurt she is. Hopefully it's not that bad. And as far as the match goes, it wasn't much of a match. But I'm glad Shotzi won. I got nervous with that one spot with the foot on the rope. But overall, she won. So I'm happy. Hopefully, she wins the whole thing. After that, Max Dupree was going to debut his male models. But he said to Adam Pierce that Pierce is sabotaging him. Last week, it was the lighting. This week, it was the dressing room. So maybe next week, we're going to see... Max Dupree and his model agency, modeling agency. After that, Pat McAfee spoke about what Baron Corbin said last week and then laid out a challenge to him for SummerSlam. So I'm pumped for that. I hope that match happens. 
Main event saw Drew McIntyre and Sheamus pick up the victory over the Usos to qualify for the Money in the Bank ladder match. The Street Profits were on commentary for this. Drew McIntyre and Sheamus did brawl with each other at one point, which I I enjoyed that aspect of it. Sami Zayn tried to get involved behind the referee's back, and I believe it was Angelo Dawkins stood up, bodied the heck out of him. And then McIntyre and Sheamus got on the same page, picked up the victory. McIntyre won for them. I thought it was a fun match. I wish it was longer. But overall, I did enjoy that main event. And that is SmackDown. I'm going to take a quick break here. And I'll be back with Chris here on Marking Out. This is Shane Hurricane Helms. And you're listening to Marking Out. And if not, what's up with that? Back on Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Chris here with Brandon, and we're going to get into some AEW talk. Um, Forbidden Door is this Sunday, or you can kind of call it the Cursed Door, because it just seems like everybody's getting injured on the way there. Um, but we'll touch on a bunch of things going on from Rampage from last week. You have, you know, I, I don't even want to talk about Rampage, because Brandon kind of <laughs> said it on last week's show. You're like, yep, this is going to happen, this is going to happen, this goes. I could happen. probably do that for this week, too. Yeah, Absolutely. But, um, yeah, John Moxley defeats Dante Martin. Boom. Done. We don't have to talk about that anymore. Um, no, Max- nothing about that match screamed Moxley could be the next champion. Really? Why nah. do you say that? It, that was not like a – it wasn't even like close to being like a, a go-home sort of main event sort of match style. Because they had that for – they saved that for – I mean that uh, – On Wednesday, right? Wednesday didn't scream it either. I know. Well, I'll definitely that, talk about that for sure. I, of, of course you will, because uh, no, we that that, that ending was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in wrestling. You know what's really funny? The song "WAP." I heard it for the first oh, time. This I don't week. even want to talk about that song. Why did you hear uh, it? Where did because, you? Because um, South Park has a new special on the Paramount Plus called "The Streaming yeah. Wars." Yeah. Did you watch it? Yeah. And that scene where they like make all the boats and just "WAP" is playing in the background, oh. and I was <laughs> dying. I thought it was so funny. Then I like I listened to the song. I looked up the lyrics. I'm like, this may be the funniest song of all time. Hmm. It's terrible. It's so terrible. And they say heavy metal music is bad for you. Jesus Christ. Come on. All right. Next up, Max Caster and the Gun Club uh, defeat Ruffin' It. Bear Country and Leon Ruff. Bear Country uh, somehow gets taken out by Caster and Colton beforehand, and that was it. Well, it kind of – I, I, you kind of see because now they're – they announced. I know I'm jumping ahead, but they announced the the Gun Club and Max Caster on the pre-show for Forbidden Door. So it's a way to kind of hype them up. Uh, Hook's going to be facing off against a new uh, New Japan Dojo member uh, on Rampage next week. He doesn't need Dan Housen's help. Um, I think the match that stuck out to me the entire night: Jade Cargill picking up the victory over Willow Nightingale. Willow Nightingale looking very impressive. She got an entrance, which was surprising, and that music is fantastic. I. Still think Willow should have been that Ring of Honor Women's Champion, but yeah, but um, it looks saw, like she's get, what's up? I was gonna say we saw Kiara Hogan get involved behind the referee's back. Um, yeah, I think this was one of the better matches that Jade has had, though. I know uh, you, could, you could say that Willow kind of made her look uh, look really good. Has she used the pred- the pedigree before? Who Jade? I don't remember. Sorry, I thought it was weird. But uh, Hogan got involved afterwards, and Athena made the save from behind. Jade took her out, and then Statlander makes the ultimate save. That sets up a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, they, they've also, yeah, and they set it up on Rampage. Red Velvet's uh, I, out with an injury, apparently. 
like out out with an injury. I mean, let let's jump ahead. What is the injury? I I don't know. They have they haven't said the disclosure, but she's out, and now apparently they say on Dynamite she's looking for they're looking for new baddies. I submitted so it Brandon, I submitted get in it. there. I submitted it to Stokely. He has not gotten back. Come on, man. I'm Come here on, for it. I know you're here for. Oh, we didn't even mention Stokely getting slapped in the back of the head. Yeah, <laughs> that match was great. Yeah. Um, and then your main event: Darby Allen defeats Bobby Fish, and Sting uh, returns, and they break they break Bobby Fish's leg. And now apparently both Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are out injured as well. It's like Jesus. I mean, I understand everybody does a very hard hitting, fast paced style, but like the injury bug that's going around AEW right now is insane. Speaking of injuries, well, we have to talk. Oh, yeah. Speaking of injuries, boom, going right into D- Dynamite from Milwaukee, um, the U- UW Milwaukee Panther Arena. Uh, you start the show off with a big promo from Dad Brian Danielson, and this promo freaking rules. I mean, yes, he said he's out of blood and guts. He's out of Forbidden Door, which is very upsetting because we were looking forward to a very technical match between him and Zack Saber Jr. But Danielson says that he's found somebody. He's got a replacement, and it's got an astounding got a, replacement. Astounding, and the first person that came to my mind was Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli, Claudio Cesaro, whatever he's calling himself these days. He would be a perfect fit for the Blackpool Combat Pl- Club. Second person I thought of is somebody that has not been on AEW television in a while and is the ROH World Champion. Jonathan Gresham. But I think another guy. I think Brian Danielson same, said it's somebody who's never been there before, no? Yeah, I think so too, but um But yeah, that's like it's the only person that Brian Danielson trusts. And obviously Cesaro is a big speculation. Gargano, people were saying, obviously he's trending think, and Gargano's like, "Listen, guys, listen." I, I think he said he's in Vegas on coincidence on Sunday. He said it's just purely coincidence, Chicago. Oh, Chicago. That's right. I'm in Vegas on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. We well. Yeah. I'm in Vegas this weekend for a wedding that's on Monday, but we thought we'd go Saturday to uh, you know hang out. And there's a bar in Vegas called the Nerd that's doing a uh, viewing party. So I'm trying to coerce my friends that I'm going with to go there instead of hanging out with the uh, the groom that evening. Yeah. Just so go. Uh, yeah. Or I could just go by myself. Screw, screw. You're getting married, Kenny. Forget you. Let's go watch. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's go to this bar. That Forbidden has, uh, door. Yeah, right. Oh I I don't think this is even like on the table or a possibility, but possibility? I I wouldn't mind. Did I say it weird? Yeah, you did. What did I say? You said possibility. Possibility? Yeah, yeah. I like I that. wouldn't mind seeing Grand Metallic be the replacement. What? Really? I know that's like so far out of left field or whatever, but at one point You've Grand had Metallic. a lot of more left left field uh, comments. Grand Metallic was regarded as literally one of the best professional wrestlers in the world. Is he astounding though? I would say so. But then that would mean mean he would have they would have to sign him to an AEW contract. I'm all for that. He's been working New Japan matches. Okay. He's the only New Japan or New Japan strong. Say it again. New Japan or New Japan strong. Um, I think it would be New Japan Strong, right? Okay, still, still, they're putting out an outstanding product. Continue. Um, but Grand Metallic met Zack Saber Jr. in one of the matches for the Cruiserweight Classic, oh, and wow. picked up the victory over him. What? Yeah, because he. Yeah, I, don't know. I still think Grand Metallic should have won the whole thing, but uh, that that next match <laughs> after that was TJP. 
Yeah, uh, but Zack Saber Jr. comes. Zack Saber Jr. comes out. It's annoying. And, and did nothing. He, he literally did nothing. He just stood there. Like, nah, 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 nah. Speaking but, of just uh, standing there and doing nothing, Orange Cassidy <laughs> uh, picked up the victory for his team of uh, Rocky Mero, Tramparetta over the United Empire and Will Ospreay. This was um, truly bizarre. It was. I mean, it was a fun match. I really liked that Spike Piledriver, one of the guys on Aussie Open did. Yeah, that he like pulled him up or whatever. I thought that yeah, was really was, cool to Trent. It was, it, it was very cool. Um, I like because this is one thing that I mentioned last week that I was very confused about. Again, the, uh, freaking Will Ospreay trying to put himself over as champion, bringing out the Rev Pro title that has absolutely still nothing to do with AEW, New Japan Wrestling, or Forbidden Door. But Excalibur did a good job to mention that Juice Robinson, you know, relinquished the title, but did not relinquish the actual title. That's why he does not have it on him. So maybe my brain starts spinning here. We're supposed to have Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy for the IWGP US Heavyweight Championship on Sunday. What happens if Juice shows up with the title and they make it a triple threat match? But isn't he injured? He has uh, he's recovering from appendicitis. I don't know how much the recovery time is. Um, so we'll see. Well, that would make just, the match a lot more interesting for me. It would make a lot. Yeah, because I don't, like, I don't oh, know how much. Pumps up somebody. Yeah, like you did Kevin Owens in NXT. <laughs> NXT, girl, girl, girl. Yeah. I don't know how much the fans are caring about this match because. I'm cared about, I, I'm actually really excited for this match. But like on Dynamite. Osprey and and United Empire are not getting any reaction whatsoever, and like I shouldn't say whatsoever because they cut to the the clips of people like crying in the cl- in the crowd or whatever. <laughs> but in Plants. this match, the fans literally only cared about Orange Cassidy, and I was absolutely blown away by that. Like Trent would go in, they'd go silent. Rocky would go in, they'd go silent. Everybody from United Empire, they're getting the upper hand. Silence, and then Orange Cassidy doesn't move. Boom. But one, of, you realize, one of the like loudest you realize, pops, Orange Cassidy. One of the other, the the I think the loudest pop of the night. We'll speak about that later. FTR. Yeah, they got well. You know, uh, Orange Cassidy picks up the victory for his team. Jeff Con, Great Ocon come out to even up the odds. FTR comes up and truly evens up the odds. Even though you know we didn't even talk about it next week, last week. At Forbidden Door this coming Sunday, it's FTR versus Jeff Cobb and Great Ocon versus Rapungi Vice. Winner takes all for the IWGP Heavyweight Tag Team Championships and the ROH Tag Team Championships. So really why, kind of... Why aren't the AAA Tag Team titles on the line? I, why do you think? <laughs> they didn't even come out with the AAA Tag Team Championships. Mm. You, they're you not see, allowed to. <laughs> yeah, I guess they're not allowed to. Um, but, yeah. So, also, by the way... Samoa Joe, could he be a possible replacement for Brian Danielson or no? I could see it, but I know he's doing just... stuff with Jay Lethal, Sanjay Dutton, Satnam Singh, but yeah, so it doesn't work. And they told him they were like, either come back and defend the title or vacate it. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yawn, excuse me. Sorry, I know people like 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 yawning. Um, we closed off. Uh, Dynamite last week with Christian Cage standing tall over Jungle Boy. Christian Cage comes out and has an in-ring interview with Tony uh, Tony Soprano. Wow. (laughs) Tony Schiavone and just bashes Jungle Boy the entire time. Says he was never really his friend. He eliminated me. You all cheered him for eliminating me. He costed me money, so how's he doing that? He leached off a Jungle Boy. Um, and said that, you know, he was like a, uh, he could be like a father to him, but he's not his father because his father's dead. That was a hard, hard shot. 
I thought the, the promo was going really well until that. From that really? line, it just, like, went downhill for me. I know, but, like, everybody knows who Jungle Jungle Boy's father is. Everybody loves Jungle Boy's father. Christian has so, history with Luke Perry. Yeah, but that too. So, uh, but uh, we see Luchasaur- Luchasaurus come out to try to defend Jungle Boy, who's not there. Whispers in his ears and says, hey, look, look, you're going to be the same thing like they did to Marco. Commenting about Marco's stunts. They're not going to renew his contract. Uh, whispers in his ears, and they uh, both walk away. So you see maybe... Uh, uh, no, no, no. Your... They they hugged. He hugged Luchasaurus exactly how he hugged Jungle Boy. So right now, Luchasaurus looking quite dumb to me. Play, he's playing him. Yeah. He's playing he's him. He's looking so. very stupid. So maybe he'll just be his heater for a little bit during this uh, the, during this feud. Uh, speaking of stupid, after that, we saw the Young Bucks <laughs> and yes! Kyle O'Reilly backstage. And they announced... That Hikaleu and El Fantasma will be reuniting the the Bullet Club for uh, Forbidden Door. Yeah. And they will team with the Young Bucks and take on Sting, Darby Allin, Shingo, and Hiramu. Well, that's announced later on. Right. During a promo with Sting and Darby Allin. Darby Allin just can't. I I don't know. I don't see his promo skills. No, I don't see that either. But Los Ingobernables... Dubbed dudes with attitude because Tony has some weird WCW fetish. It makes so no not? sense. I don't understand why it. The, the dudes with attitude is a a team of wrestlers that supported Sting there at go, Great perfect. American Bash 1990. Were they New Japan guys? No, not at all. Oh, that was Luger, 92, Steiner, right? uh, Orndorff, El Gigante, Junkyard Dog. Okay. Just to make sure the horseman didn't get involved in the, the match with Flair. Okay. But All right. Sting makes his return, I guess, technically New Japan for like the first time in 26 years. That's pretty cool. Still doing it. Still, still uh, there. Nick Matocho, I got to shout him out. He said that they should have called the team uh, Los Stingo Bernables. Wow. That Nick Matocho, the guy that uh, made our logo. That name is just sitting there and they chose dudes with attitude. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really care. I listen. I'm not doing the booking, brother. So I just I just make a podcast that I uh, put my uh, stupid opinion about things. Uh, speaking about stupid opinions, <laughs> no, I mean not stupid opinions. But Malachi Black picks up the victory over Penta Oscuro. This was a banger of a match. Yeah, yeah. So now match. it's obvious outcome for obvious reasons. Uh, yeah, obvious outcome. For obvious I'm surprised reasons. Penta hit that fear factor from the middle row. That was so cool. So cool. But then we saw uh, Pac come out. Miro cut a video pra- uh, video package promo. And then uh, Ishii then she, was announced for the match. Yes, he defeated Clark Connors in their little mini tournament they had at New Japan Road. And, um, uh, but unfortunately, the day after, we have another injury. As Ishii apparently hurt his foot during his match with Clark Connors. So he is out of Forbidden Door. Hey. Um, I'm, I'm really kind of bummed. And I, I said this to you the, yesterday via text. I'm bummed about that because I was looking for towards the interaction between Ishii and Miro. Yeah. Two big hosses. Especially that you, you, you have a great, you had a great dynamic there with Pac, with Malachi Black, with Miro, with Ishii. Um, Ishii, Ishii has forfeited to Clark Connors. So Clark Connors is now in the match. So making uh, the best of a big opportunity. Making uh, the United States actually in the tournament, but he's from the Pacific Coast. <laughs> yeah, there we go. He's not even near the Atlantic. <laughs> but I honestly, I think it's Miro's match to win here. Yeah, well, we'll talk about predictions in a little bit. Uh, another guy that at the start of this match did not have a match for Forbidden Door, uh, Adam Page, 
picks up the victory over the debuting Silas Young. I thought that was really cool. Very unexpected to see Silas Very, Young. I thought he looked great. They had the uh, the Titantron go. I was like, Silas, what? <laughs> Obviously uh, an expected outcome, but yeah, I liked uh, Jim Ross saying the flippy floppy got Silas in trouble. Yeah, it did. Hey, it did. <laughs> I thought that was, that was really good, funny, but yeah, very I, cool. I, you guys could go ahead and sign Silas Young. That'd be dope. Yeah, that'd be very cool. Um, Afterwards, though, Adam Cole came out to talk, and Jay White cut him off and said that his opponent at Forbidden Door, I keep wanting to say all in, his opponent at Forbidden Door can't be Adam Cole because Adam Cole lost to Adam Page twice. Yeah. And then Jay White's like, but it also won't be Adam Page. And then Page attacked Jay White. Adam Cole tries to jump in. Cole grabs the IWGP championship. And he had Jay White pick him up so he could hit him. And then Okada came out, took out the You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta like, put a little bit more The up fan to went that. nuts, blah, blah, blah. Number one moment on Dynamite, according to the internet. Everybody's crying. And then Okada came out. They, he took out the Bullet Club, which this is like on paper. Perfect setup for a tag team match between Hangman and Okada versus Jay White and Adam Cole. That's what I was thinking. Um, But in reality, the IWGP championship, for some reason, has to get defended. I mean, it would make sense, but the setup for it. If the AEW championship is... I'm looking at the top five moments from this week on their YouTube channel. and uh, Christian's not even on there. Well, yeah, I know. Well, maybe they... Thought it was uh, in poor taste, but anyway, yeah. Okada's uh, clip of him debuting has seven thousand seven hundred sixty thousand views. So uh, number two is. I would have expected more. Uh, yeah, well, you know, certain things get uh, better pops. But is that but, not absurd that they set up a tag team match and it's a fatal four way? Well, I mean, every guy in that match kind of has something with the IWGP Championship. You know, originally before the title switch. Hangman called that Okada, so he wanted a shot at him. Okada has viable reason to go after the IWGB Championship because he just lost it. I completely um, understand the actual Fatal Four Way aspect of it, but the setup that like no, you th- that's what I said. Agreed with that, right? No, I I agree. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be a tag team match, so they can protect all these guys. Like, but here's the thing: who takes the pinfall in this match? The only person that could take the pinfall, I think, is Adam Cole. I was gonna say it's got. Well, no, I think Adam Page could do it too. So. Adam uh, Page is nothing right now. Yes, he is, but he just he just lost the AEW championship. Right, so, so it's nothing. Um, I mean, his yeah, championship so, run to me was nothing also. So Yeah, well, AEW is nothing to you. That's so. incorrect. A- NXT UK, brother. Uh, yeah, let's go to a tight. Yeah, okay. You spend more time on it. <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time on NXT. Yes, you do. Um, one, one title that is being defended is the AEW Women's World Championship. Uh, and Tony Storm will be going for that, and she picked up a victory over Stiffy McGee, Marina Shafir. Some of those boots that she was laying in there, Jesus, like that was a st- and like even too Tony Storm is like that hip attack that she does in the corner yeah. every single time is just so stiff. But uh, Nyla Rose is randomly with her. Yeah, like I, I, mean, I, I asked, I tweeted it out, and someone's like, "Watch Dark or Elevation, and, and you'll find out." I'm like, I don't need to do that that yeah, if, uh, yeah. if they want me to know storyline put it on tv well maybe they, they could have said something to, i wasn't paying attention to they did answers. put a little like box thing okay so, beforehand but i it's a little box i'm not paying attention to that yeah you don't pay attention during commercial breaks i know i wouldn't pay attention during commercial breaks tony Storm picks up the victory 
Nyla Rose comes in attack. Thunder Rosa comes out, distracts um, t- Tony Storm, uh, holds up the title. Thunder Rosa stares down. That's it. What else we say? Yeah, majority of it wasn't good. That's unfortunate. So, um, and then your main event of the evening saw Tanahashi and Moxley picked up a victory over Chris Jericho and Lance Archer. Um, cool to see Tanahashi in an AEW ring. Really Post cool. Mat- yeah, really cool. Uh, Post match even. Yeah. And Minor- post-match, everybody comes down and brawls. Minoru Suzuki, Wheeler, Parker, Menard, Ortiz, Santana, Eddie Kingston. And that's it. And that's that's the end of just Bedlam. It literally made Going. me laugh out loud. Why? It was so goofy. They just had Tanahashi and Moxley about to like, it looked like the one of the scenes from like Dirty Dancing where they're about to dance. Like where she's about to get lifted up, I assume. And they do like a panning shot where they just like keep turning around so that everybody gets time on television. Yeah. And then they're just stuck for five minutes staring into each other's eye. <laughs> well, everybody's surrounding them in the ring, in the different corners outside, brawling with each other. I thought that was one of the absolute funniest things I've ever seen in professional wrestling. It was yep. it literally, it, it still makes me laugh. I thought that was so funny. So we got a big pay-per-view. First time uh, two major companies are doing a co-op pay-per-view since that Madison Square Garden show and it was Ring of Honor in New Japan. This time it's AEW and New Japan. We have Forbidden Door live uh, in Chicago. You start off with a great pre-show match where Austin Gunn, Billy, Gun- Billy Gunn, Colton Gunn, and Max Caster face off against the LA Dojo of New Japan. Alex Coughlin, uh, former NYWC guy. Yeah. Uh, Yui Yumura, Kevin Knight, and the DKC who uh, is facing Hook. On, Who's uh, losing to Hook, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, I think we can kind of say that the Gun Club yeah. is picking up the victory here. 100%. Uh, you have Zack Sabre Jr. facing against a mystery opponent. Daniel Bryan's hand-picked opponent. And I'm going to say whoever it is is going to win. Um, I want it to be Cesaro. I will be not upset if it's. I will be not upset at all if it's Gresham. Because that's going to be <laughs> like Gresham versus Zack Sabre Jr. in like a technical wrestling match. Will be something that people should be standing up and clapping the entire time for. I'm going to say it's TBA as well, and uh, I know it's not going to happen, but my fingers are really crossed for Grand Metallic. And if it is Grand Metallic, I quit this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, dude, Grand Metallic, you don't understand though. He was like, he literally was one of the best professional wrestlers, and then after the Cruiserweight Classic, like, didn't really get treated as such. Okay. Okay. Uh, The Bullet Club, El Fantasmo, Hikaleo, Nick Jackson, and Matt Jackson face off with the Dudes with Attitude, Darby Allen, Sting, Shingo, Takagi, and Hiromu Takahashi. It's Sting's team winning. Yeah, obviously, because, you know, Darby Allen said in his uh, promo they're going to dissect the uh, Undisputed Elite one by one. When did Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland versus Suzuki Goon get announced? That got announced? Apparently, it's listed here. Oh, well, I'm looking. Where are you looking? Wikipedia. Oh, I'm looking on the uh, whatever it is, pureresusystem.fandom.com, and it doesn't even have it announced. Apparently, that's there. I don't know. Okay, well, and, well, what, who is it against? Suzuki Goon. I'm saying Keith Lee and Swerve Scott. I Strickland, would say that whatever. as well. Yeah. Tony uh, Thunder Rosa will be defending her AEW Women's World Championship against Tony Storm. Um, I would love to say Tony Storm, but I think Thunder Rosa picks up the victory here. <sighs> Yeah, to me it wouldn't make you know what it wouldn't make sense for Tony Storm to win it right there and then. So I'm going to say Tony Storm. Okay, fine, good. 
Uh, FTR versus United Empire versus Rapunky Vice. Winner take all triple threat tag team match for the IWGP Tag Team Championship and the ROH World Tag Team Championship. FTR all the way, baby. Yep. Absolutely. Well, and then Freddy once Wolf- this pay-per-view is over, they'll be able to tout three championships. <laughs> and then they beat the Bucks at All Out for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Or the Young Bucks beat them and then they become all the champions. Yeah, no, I don't want that. No one wants that ever. Uh, Will Ospreay will be defending the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship that he hasn't been shown with once on AEW programming. Uh, against Orange Cassidy, this match is going to be a lot of fun, but I'm saying, unfortunately, Will Ospreay is going to pick up the victory here. Yep. Uh, Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki, and they better give him his full entrance, will be facing off against Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shoto Umino in a six-man match. Um... I'm going to say Jericho's team wins here because, you know, next week we have blood and yeah. guts. Yeah, so I think, I think Eddie Kingston's obvious. team wins up. Yeah. For the inaugural AEW All-Atlantic Championship, Pac versus Miro versus Malachi Black versus Clark Connors. I know you're saying Miro, but I want to say Malachi Black here. I just don't say Malachi Black because they're like, they're I know they're waiting, as a trio. quote unquote, yeah. waiting for Kenny Omega. Oh, also, apparently Buddy Murphy's injured. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know if that's accurate or not, but I saw uh, somebody posted a list of everybody injured in AEW, and I, he was on that list. Oh, my God. Man, they just can't catch a break right now. I don't know Especially... how accurate that is, though. How, like, if everybody was healthy, how much do you think this show would have changed? Well, obviously, we wouldn't have Mox versus... No, it's CM Punk versus Tanahashi. But we have to be involved in Mox versus Tanahashi. <laughs> What do you mean we have to be involved? That's what Tony Khan said in the interview. He was booking a different match, but they had to they had to be involved in Mox versus Tanahashi. That made no yeah, sense. I mean, well, the, the story of Moxley and Tanahashi in New Japan is one that's been told since Moxley has been in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Right. So it makes sense to have that match. No, it, 100%, yeah, but so I don't uh, think... Tony Khan saying that that they had to be involved in that made no sense because he was he wasn't booking that so yeah well unfortunately he had to pull a hard left because of injuries but uh, uh, I guess I don't know how much they were like I still don't really understand the the whole Zack Saber Jr. versus Daniel uh, Brian Danielson thing uh Zack Saber Jr. at I think it was Dominion yeah that's why I didn't Brian. get it because like they obviously told him to set it up but I I don't at that point at the point he was already talking trash about Brian Danielson. Yeah. That had to have been already on their radar. Like he's not going to make it. So it was set up for this regardless. Well, I, I, what I heard was like Brian Daniels supposed to be out like two, three weeks. Apparently that has changed. Cause apparently he's probably going to be out for a, long, a lot longer than that. So and we don't know what the actual injury is, right? We don't know any of the injuries. Yeah. I just thought, I hope he's, he's okay. Yeah, he like the one thing he said. He was talking about his mind in that promo. He said, "My mind sharp. I can get in here." So maybe he has concussion, a concussion, and especially with the background that Brian Danielson has had in concussions, they're probably yeah. trying to take the extreme safe route. If if he had, like, how many more concussions can he have? I don't know. All right, next up for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, we have another four-way match as Jay White will defend his title against Kazuchika Okada, Hangman Page, and Adam Cole. Um, Jay White. Uh, the Bullet Club's kind of hot right now in New Japan, especially with its uh, its new version, adding the Good Brothers back into it. Um, and they're really kind of pushing him, his era. He's the catalyst, professional wrestler, yada, yada, yada. So, Yeah, I got to say Jay White as well. 
Yeah. And also, it's like Jay White is is facing off against Adam Cole. I mean, Adam Page was a former member as well, but you got the Young Bucks teaming with Bullet Club as Bullet Club. Yeah. Bullet Club is fine in one box, and the next box, Bullet Club is not fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, main event, I assume, for the AEW Championship. John Moxley, the interim AEW Championship. John Moxley versus Tanahashi. I feel like it's Moxley's match to win, but I'm I'm hoping for Tanahashi to pick up that victory there. So, you root for Tanahashi, I'll root for Moxley. But, like, do so. you actually want to see Moxley be champion? It's a, it's a, and I think I said this last week, too, it's a safe choice. I think Tanahashi could be like, he could win the championship, be flown in. But again, how you know how much a flight from Japan is every single they week? Flew des- they flew him <laughs> in for, for nothing. I know, but still. Like, and, and we don't, when's the next AEW pay-per-view? All out. Which is the next month. Or Which is all, September. Three months. Yeah. So what are you just gonna have him just go off a of TV for a couple of weeks? No, you have especially no, he, could, ha- he could come back. He could be on the the blood and guts episode. Boom, sets it up the next the next night or next next night the the week of. Yeah, I'm I don't know. I I, I I'm saying Moxley just because it's it's and he's and Moxley's going on all cylinders right now too. Not just in AEW, but also too last last weekend he had a banger of a match against Tony Deppin at GCW. And it, since his, you know, reemergence from, you know, his, his, you could say, quote unquote, demons that he had, he's been one of the best going in professional wrestling right now. He's been very passionate about it. You've seen him working everywhere and doing everything. So I think it's a smart choice to put it on Moxley. There are uh, a lot of champions from New Japan missing from this event. Who else? Uh, well, the uh, Ishimori's missing. Uh, the juniors champion, but there's really not. <sighs> Carl Anderson, obviously, I think because of Impact, he's missing. I know, but Impact has worked very well. You know, especially when the original, you know, the quote unquote first original of Forbidden Door was opened. Impact and AEW working so well together. Um, Darren Young is what New Japan the strong right? open weight, yeah. Okay. Uh, the never open weight six man tag team champions House of Torture. Okay. Yeah. Well, Gorillas of Destiny. Pay- what are you gonna make this pay per view twenty five minutes, uh, three seventeen hours long? No. You Kenta. Gotta, you gotta pick. You gotta pick your spots. Yeah. Well, if it wasn't Kenta versus CM Punk, I don't want to see anything else besides Ken- with Kenta. Sorry. And I'd be very, very shocked if if Kushida doesn't show up at this. Event. Oh yeah. We let's talk about that. Kushida returning to New Japan, saying he's gonna wrestle in New Japan for the rest of his life. Awesome. Good to see Kushida back in Japanese wrestling. Like, maybe he could be the replacement? Brah. That would be cool. That would be very, very cool. But we'll see. Um, I'll be three hours. Well, well, it starts at the same time, because apparently in Vegas right. it'll start at 5 o'clock, but here it'll be 8 o'clock. So uh, hopefully I get to watch it. So that's going to be Forbidden Door, and we'll talk about uh, Forbidden Door next week. And it's funny, like, the... You see the Ric Flair's Last Stand card? Yeah. The undercard no, looks obviously a lot better than the main event, but... I heard the Knockout Championship's being defended? Yeah, it's 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 basically an MLW versus Impact Mega Show. Oh, cool. 
from what the matches are announced right now, it's it's Jordan Grace versus Perazzo versus Rachel Ellering. Cool. Then they have the Wolves versus the Motor City Machine Guns. Wait, like Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards? Yeah, Davy Richards, Eddie Edwards. Cool. Oh, yeah, because Davy Richards was at Slammiversary this past weekend. Yeah. And then they have... have, And so is Dixie Carter, Brandon. Yeah. They have the Impact World Championship being defended, Alexander versus Jacob Fatu. Oh, cool. See, Impact's working with people. That's what's up. Yeah, because they're they're the Forbidden Door. They are the Forbidden Door. And on that note, when we talk about Impact, let's get to my match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Match of the week actually does come from Impact Wrestling. Slammiversary from this past uh, Sunday. Jordan Grace, Tasha Steeles, Chelsea Green, Diana Perrazzo, and Mia Yim in the Queen of the Mountain match for the Impact Knockouts World Championship. Um, just the one thing I'll say is Deanna Perrazzo, Chelsea Green, table bump. Like, that hurt a lot. And they took it like freaking champions. Bravo to them. Also, Mia Yim doing the Shelton Benjamin spot from yeah. uh, WrestleMania, which was very cool. Um, and what can you say about – like – Impact Wrestling has maybe one of the sneakiest, best women's divisions out there. So, uh, go check that out. Slammiversary is a really awesome card. You have new uh, Knockouts Tag Team Champions. You have a new X Division Champion. Um, Frankie Kazarian, Nick Aldis came back. And uh, it was good. So, go check it out on your pay-per-view providers. And now, let's get to Brandon's shout-outs. Hey, wow, this is Owen Wilson. You're listening to Brandon's shout-out. Hustle gets the first shout-out, which is a new Adam Sandler film on Netflix. Queen Latifah is also in it. A bunch of basketball players are in it because Adam Sandler plays a scout for the, the 76ers. I almost said the 1976ers. How, <laughs> <laughs> how wrong is that? That's very wrong. But he's a scout for the 76ers, and he finds a star player. And, uh, like, a lot of people also think this. I think he got screwed out of an Oscar for Uncut Gems. And I think this is also Oscar-worthy. And I feel like he's going to get screwed again because he's funny man Adam Sandler, even though this wasn't a comedy. Mm -hmm. And I hate that comedies don't get the respect that all the other films do. But I would definitely say check out Hustle on Netflix. And it was and uh, LeBron James in, James in there, too. He, But he's just a – I think he might – I don't know if he's the executive producer or just a producer. Mm-hmm. He wasn't actually in the movie itself. But ah. there's a lot of NBA guys in there. I'm surprised that he didn't make an appearance. Yeah. But um, – Sticking with Netflix, I'm going to give the next shout-out to God's Favorite Idiot, which is a show created by Ben Falcone, who is Melissa McCarthy's husband, and they both star in it. He gets struck by lightning and becomes a messenger for God. And I feel like shows like this are, like, tailor-made for me. I wish there were more episodes already. I don't know if... I... Don't know if it's going to get a second season. I still don't really know him. Well, I think it was a good show. I on, on that Rotten Tomatoes website, critics seem to hate it, but like the normal like TV audience seems to really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So 
listen to the normal TV audience and uh, check it out. And then uh, my last shout out, I'm going to give to The Wilds, which is a show on Amazon Prime. The second season was released last month, but I finally got to watch it. And I assume they'll get picked up for a third season. I really hope they do. But uh, the first season came out two years ago. And I still like don't want to give anything away. Even though it's been well over two years. But the season just continues the fallout from the plane crash. So I would say check it out. The Wilds on Amazon Prime. And those are my shout outs. Now it's time for our Right, our mark out moment of the week. Got anything for me? Do I got anything for you? Um, I did mark out for Okada appearing at AEW uh, Dynamite. I I did think that that was incredible. That was really awesome to see Okada there. Um. Um, it, it's also on the same hand for me. It's not as exciting as I thought that it would be. All of it, uh, with the forbidden door and everything. It, it is a mess, brother. Um, I don't know. That I'm not... is a, a big mess. Explain. It's just missing so much. What's missing? Then it's just randomly thrown together. Mm-hmm. It's as if there was a dartboard. And that's what—that's how the matches came to be. I mean, the I set up on Dynamite this week. They set up a tag team match basically between Okada, Adam Page, Adam Cole, and Jay White. But that's a fatal four-way match. Yeah, I don't know. I'm like I'm. I have. I hate that the Young Bucks are champions again. Wow. I hate that they are the champions again. There's no reason for that at all. And they're not even defending those titles. They're thrown into a, a four-way, uh, not a four-way, uh, an eight-man tag. Yeah, you could have easily had the Young Bucks be in the eight-man tag without having to have Jurassic Park, Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic Express lose the championships. Yeah, but then everything with Christian wouldn't have happened. You know, you could have prolonged it. Well, I marked out uh, about Matt Hardy. Kind of. Matt Hardy and Jeff were supposed to wrestle Dragon Lee and Drillistico on Triple Mania this past weekend, but obviously Jeff's out. And Matt announced that his partner was going to be Johnny Hardy for one night only. It was John Morrison as Johnny Hardy. And uh, I thought that was cool. He ended up turning on Matt Hardy, kind of, because Matt accidentally bumped him off the apron and then he got pissed and took Matt out and Matt lost the the match for them, but it was a a fun spot. I don't know that Johnny Hardy stuff. It didn't, it didn't really attract me. I'm going to, I, I go back and forth with this one and it's controversial, but I, sometimes I view Johnny Hardy, John Morrison as like a very similar to Sabu in regards to botching and innovation. the actual hell out of here. In regards to botching and innovation. They just... They, I they don't come... think Morrison botches as much as you think. So you're saying that Sabu botches a lot? 
I mean, <laughs> that's the style Sabu had created for himself. But that's the, the style that Morrison is creating too. I mean, how many no, of I his don't... moves off the top I mean, turbo in, actually in hit? like now? Like that match that he had in AEW against Joe was like definitely off. Exactly. It's just the it's just his I don't know it's just it's hard to communicate or have chemistry when you don't know where the person's gonna land. I don't know what it is. I've never been in the ring with him, but he, <laughs> but I don't know. I just see the similarities of innovation just comes with a lot of botching. I don't think so. And also Sabu, you still disagree, but Sabu was like get out. Don't say it. A really good wrestler. Oh, you said it. No, he, he really was though. No, a hundred percent. Him versus Kurt Angle is literally one of like the best matches that nobody talks about, and that's because it wasn't one of the best matches. It, yes, it was. Sabu started out in that style, and then became like the hardcore Sabu. Yeah, he should have stayed it's in that all style. There. It's all there. Yeah, but if he stayed that style, I don't think we would have known the name Sabu. I'm not. I'm okay. So I'm moving on from I'm okay with that. that. I'm moving on from your your statements and uh, bringing back Forbidden Door. Impact Wrestling had Slammiversary this past weekend, and they uh, first of all they had America's Most Wanted show up to toast the Briscoes and the Good Brothers after their match. I thought that was cool just to see them together. But Frankie Kazarian, Nick Aldis, and Davey Richards were part of the Impact Originals team in the main event. So that's AEW, NWA, and MLW, MLW teaming with Impact Wrestling on one side, which I thought was really cool. But then throughout the night, they had video messages. One was from Kurt Angle, top WWE Hall of Famer, Kurt Angle, Sting from AEW, and then they had WWE's AJ Styles. And there's absolutely no possible way you could ever try to tell me that any other company except for Impact is the Forbidden Door. The fact that they had WWE and AEW on the same show and MLW. I think there's a lawsuit right now between WWE and MLW. Oh, really? I think so, if I'm not mistaken. Um... I think something uh, WWE apparently they allegedly got a, a TV deal canceled for MLW or something like that. Oh, I remember seeing something pulled. about that a long time ago. So I don't know if that's still going on or not, but the fact that that, that was the they had talents on the the same show it was interesting. But the fact that WWE gave them a video of AJ Styles, I thought was was very unexpected. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, but this is also the same company that had Mickey James as champion up here at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, but that's more. I, yeah, that's you know, again, that's impact created stuff. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I and the only other it's... time we had WWE and AEW on the same show together was Broken Skull Sessions with Jericho and, and Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's incredible when they do yeah. stuff like that. Uh, they also, at Slammiversary, they had Earl Hebner do a, a run-in to referee a spot, and him and Brian got to pay tribute to Dave and Tim White. So I thought that was really cool, and it was also Brian's last show as a, a full-time referee. Wow. Yeah. And then uh, I also marked out Matt Riddle was on The Tonight Show this week. 
in a bit where he was with an NBA draft pick. I don't know who the draft pick was. I don't know what team they're on either. But it was also National Onion Ring Day. So it was the NBA draft pick trying to score onion rings on Matt Riddle in a hockey net because the NBA draft was happening, the Stanley Cup was happening, and Money in the Bank is coming up. So they did that bit. And uh, the dude scored first try. Hmm. There <laughs> I think you go. it's kind of probably hard to block an onion ring, but yeah, I just, thought that was really cool. Yeah. But those are the markout moments of the week. Uh, I was almost about to lead us back into the markout moment of the week. <laughs> <laughs> just repeat. Uh, yeah, that is episode 594. Or check us out on Twitter at MarkingOut, BTTG161, and DavidPTDPT on Twitter and Instagram. MarkingOut11 on Instagram and YouTube. Chris Sweendog on Twitter, CMSweeney85 on Instagram. Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. At MarkingOut on TikTok. ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify Podcasts, MarkingOut.com. And we wish you... The best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Ah! Ah!